Real Exam English, Season 3, Animals. Hello and welcome to Real Exam English. Today's topic is animals. You're going to hear speakers from the UK, USA, Australia and New Zealand all answering questions about pets, zoos, wildlife and all things animal. And of course you have me from Ireland picking out the best bits. And those best bits today include different ways to express habits. You will hear some super vocabulary, excellent idioms. And also we have some top class speculation about a photograph with an owl. Remember, you can find the transcript for this and every episode on the Real Exam English website, realexamenglish.com. You can find information there too about classes if you like help preparing for an exam or just want to improve your English in general, feel free to get in contact anytime. Okay then, animals, here we go. How much contact do you have with animals in your daily life? 50% less than I did a while ago. Um, I used to have a dog and a cat. Now I just have a dog, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately that I still have the dog, but it sucks that I don't have the cat. So there you go. Quite a lot of contact. What are the benefits for humans of having abundant wildlife? Loads, loads. Like I've recently moved out of a city into the like a fairly small town. Uh, my house is less than 100 metres away from a large wood. And I like to go and walk around the woods. I'll see birds. I'll see other people walking dogs. Occasionally I see a deer. It's just, it's wonderful, lovely and relaxing. Being out in nature is good for your spirit. It's very, you know, very relaxing, very calming, I find. Okay, we're going to pick up on two different ways to express habits. In the first answer, the speaker says he used to have a dog and a cat, which refers to the past and implies that the situation is no longer the same. Remember, used to can only be used in the past in English. There's no present version of it. I sometimes hear students using used to for a habit in the present when they really should be using the present simple. Like they say, these days I used to go to the gym every day instead of these days I go to the gym every day. In the second answer, we hear another way to talk about habits in the present, and that is using will. The speaker said, I'll see birds, I'll see other people walking dogs. So will can be used in the present for habits and used to for the past. Another example would be, I used to drink tea every morning, but not anymore. Now I love coffee most mornings. Examiners identify when you use a variety of structures like this, so you should try to keep this in mind when you are writing and speaking. What is the most attractive animal in your opinion? I would say just a a cute, you know, little puppy dog or maybe like a cute little kitten, the kind that you just want to pet and, uh, you know, cuddle up with. How has the wildlife population of your local area changed over the years? I'm not sure. I haven't been uh, paying so much attention to it. Uh, There have been more bear sightings in Connecticut uh, recently, Um, like over the past uh, like since since hibernation ended, so like since the spring, there's been more bear sightings. Um, less fish. If you go out fishing, when I was a kid, we would go out fishing and come back with, you know, at least three or four, you know, bass in, in the bucket. Now, you know, you're lucky if, if you get a, you know, a little sunny 
So it's the, there's less there's less game, uh, more bear sightings, less fishing game. Uh, that's that's the most that uh, I've been attentive to. Okay, so here's another way to express a habit in the past, and that is with wood. The speaker said, when I was younger, we would go out fishing. And this is a very typical situation to use this structure when you are reminiscing about the past. Like, when I was a boy, we would play football for hours every day. Or when I visited my grandmother, she would always cook my favorite dinner. Also in the first answer, we heard a lovely phrasal verb to cuddle up with a puppy which means to sit or lie with your body against someone else. For instance, I like to cuddle up with my wife on the sofa and watch a movie. What are the benefits for humans of having abundant wildlife? Now, I have no doubt that a biologist or a zoologist or or something like that would be better at uh, answering this question than me. But from my knowledge and, and from what I feel also is that Having rich and healthy and abundant wildlife um, means basically the the earth is healthy itself. And humans, whether we like it or not, are animals and we require a healthy earth. Um, we require a healthy earth to clean the air, to keep the ocean clean, uh, to make sure we have fertile soil to grow things. Um, obviously, uh, animals are necessary for for food as well for, for some places and some people. Um, so for that reason, keeping things healthy, keeping the entire biodiversity and biosphere of the world healthy also keeps humans healthy. What is your attitude towards keeping animals in zoos and wildlife parks? This question is really like a double-edged sword. As we say, there is two very difficult sides to it. And the first side is that it it is not great for the animals. You know, they live in often, even the best zoos, they live in often quite small, cramped places. I think they get mental health issues because of, because of it. Um, it's not natural for them and it, it's certainly not normal. However, on the flip side of that... A lot of these animals end up living better conditions than they might have might have lived in the wild. And the biggest bonus of zoos and wildlife parks is that it brings awareness to people, brings so much more funding and brings research and science about these animals. We would know a fraction about animals um, if it wasn't for zoos. We really require zoos to get funding for these things, get public awareness and, and to learn from animals. What a superb answer. This is a typical question in English exams, and this speaker brilliantly explains the two sides of the argument. As he said, the question is a double-edged sword, meaning it has positives and negatives. This is a great expression to know, by the way. You can use it to answer many questions in a speaking exam or in a writing exam. For example, the development of human technology has been a double-edged sword in terms of human communication, or becoming famous is a double-edged sword. Nice expression, that. We also had some lovely green vocabulary here. In fact, we had three different words beginning with bio. We had biodiversity, which is the mix of different life living in an environment. We had the biosphere, which is the regions of the earth occupied by living organisms. And we had biologists, who, of course, are the people who study all of that kind of stuff. If you're looking for a really high C1 mark or to pass a C2 exam, then this is the kind of language you need to be producing in your test. Okay then, so time for a photograph. 
Hopefully you can see the photograph in your podcast player. Alternatively, you can check it out on the blog on the Real Exam English website. So we have one speaker from the USA and one from the UK speculating about what they can see here. Pay attention to the expressions they use to speculate. It looks like one of those bird sanctuaries where they get some different birds out and they show the falcons and the owls and, the, and things like that. Um, they do some of the, what are they, predator bird exhibits or something like that. That's that's what it looks like to me. Uh, the woman has a little pinganillo, so I imagine that it was there was a group there and that maybe um, the woman in the picture was a volunteer, one of, of something from maybe the audience to do a, sp a specific thing. And the, the way the woman's hand is clutched, it almost looks like she's about to give the animal a little treat. Okay. There's what appears to be an instructor because you got a little microphone and then a lady holding a barn owl on a glove. I don't think they're related because he's got his little microphone on and... So I think he's doing a show and he's invited someone out of the audience to hold an owl. And the lady looks really pleased to be holding an owl, because why would you not? All right, so what do we hear? It looks like, I imagine, maybe it uh, almost looks like she's about to. This is what appears to be. I don't think they're related. The lady looks really pleased. Nice to hear pleased, by the way, instead of happy, that nearly everybody else says. That would please an examiner for sure. Okay, let's move on. How much contact do you have with animals in your daily life? With my own animal, I have a lot of contact, um, especially when I was working at home. Um, she, when I, when I don't have classes, she's with me 100% of the time and uh, all of that. Um, I'm also an avid dog sitter, even though I have a cat. She, she's fine with several of my friends' dogs. So I would say I would like more contact with animals, um, but I don't necessarily have it. But I don't, the desire is not so great that I need to volunteer at the local um, pet protector. But I do like, I do like having animals. And I'm, you know, if we're out on a hike or something like that, I'm certainly one to um, carry a few carrots in my bag and try to give it to a horse or um, that kind of a thing. Is it important to protect all animal species? Well, I guess, yes. I mean, is my, my thought and I am a vegetarian. So I guess, um, have I been known to kill a mosquito? Yes, I've killed a mosquito. Um, do I try to shush a bee out of my house? Yes. Um, have I also eaten a shrimp every now and again? Yes. So all that all really made it a tough question to answer in the first answer here the speaker said that she is an avid dog sitter meaning that she's very keen or eager to be a dog sitter which is someone who looks after someone else's dog by the way if an examiner asks you about your hobbies you could definitely use this word avid like i'm an avid reader or i'm an avid gardener or whatever can you tell me something about the wildlife in your country well, we don't have any really wild or dangerous animals. Um, we have um, our national bird, which is the kiwi bird, and we have um, deer, possums, and dolphins, and we have about 47 million sheep. 
What are the benefits for humans of having abundant wildlife? Um, gosh, I hadn't really thought about it, actually, because I'm so used to having abundant um, animals and things. I guess it's just the nature, you know, being able to have all that nature around you and seeing how they live. And, and it's nice. It's just having them around and seeing how they live and their habitat and, and everything. In the second answer, the speaker gives herself some extra time to think with a combination of stalling expressions. Oh yeah, mm, gosh, I hadn't really thought about it actually. We've spoken before about the importance of having expressions like these to give yourself an extra few seconds, which can help a lot in an exam. We then heard her using used to, I'm so used to having abundant animals. So earlier we said that used to could be used for habits in the past, it can also be used in a different way, like in this example, to mean accustomed to, and it is used with the verb to be or get, like, it took me a while to get used to the heat in Spain, but now I'm totally used to it, which is not true, by the way. What is the most attractive animal, in your opinion? Uh, what's the most attractive? Oh, I don't know. I mean, so I think pandas are incredibly cute. But then at the same token, I think, you know, jaguars are absolutely beautiful animals. And I think every animal is, has got its own special something. I was watching a program about dragonflies. Um, and, you know, I mean, the, the, the iridescence that they have is stunning. So, I mean, the only things I really don't find particularly attractive are bugs. What do you think of testing cosmetics on animals? I think it's not necessary. Um, I think it's cruel. And I don't see why we need to do that when we're perfectly able to dermatologically test stuff without being cruel to animals. You know, I mean, animals have, they're, they're sentient beings. Uh, they feel pain. They feel stuff. Why do we need to put cosmetics or any kind of thing into their eyes, for example? Um, you know, it's not humane. So I'm not a fan of it. Loving the adjectives in the first answer here. You'll notice they're mostly accompanied by adverbs too, to give them a bit of emphasis incredibly cute, absolutely beautiful, particularly attractive, a nice variety too, which is important to impress those examiners. Some top vocab here also, like the iridescence of the dragonflies, which is the changing bright colors of their wings. And we heard that animals are sentient beings, which means they are able to experience feelings. She finished her answer perfectly too, with this expression, I'm not a fan of it. That's a great way to voice your disagreement or disapproval of something. Like, what is your opinion of kids using mobile phones? Mm, I'm not a fan of it. Nice handy expression, that. Okay, well, hopefully you are a fan of this podcast and find it useful. It would be great if you can give the podcast a rating on Spotify, if that is where you listen. And also give the page a like on Instagram, Facebook, or on WordPress. Okay, guys, till next time. Take care, Trevor.